Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 196 of the podcast for March 18th, 2014. My guest today, he's a returning guest. He's Jim Hunsinger. He's the founder of Lean Frontiers. And we're going to be talking about the training within industry or TWI methodology and his new website, whatistwi.com. So we're going to be talking about topics that build on the first podcast that we did seven years ago, episode 15, which you can listen to at leanblog.org slash 15. That might be useful um, to listen to that one first if you don't know anything um, about TWI. Um, but here Jim's going to be talking about some of the latest thinking and experiences in, the, in this important area, including what a typical TWI journey, if you will, looks like for an organization, um, why TWI is such a fundamental lean concept and method, and some examples of how TWI is helping in various industries, um, including healthcare. Um, so I, I hope you find this interesting. If you want to learn more, go to leanblog.org slash 196. That's uh, the page for this episode. You can find links to past podcasts, uh, a presentation that I did back in 2010 at a conference about TWI and healthcare, um, and, and links to Virginia Mason Medical Center and more. Um, so as always, thanks for listening. Well, Jim, hi. Thanks for uh, being a guest once again here on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Mark. It's great to be back with you. you know, I was looking, and yes, it's been, it's been seven years since we last talked about um, TWI, training within industry. So it would be good to get some some updates and, and some of your latest thoughts on um, what's going on out there. And, and the one reason we're talking today, maybe we can just get into first, is a new website that you've set up, whatistwi.com. If you can kind of tell us about the, the site, what inspired that, and uh, what some of your goals are. Yeah, the um, What Is TWI website was really came about with um, some conversations we had with the TWI Institute and just really based, based on um, we certainly have made a lot of progress in the last seven years, as you mentioned, since the last time we talked and since the TWI summit started. But still, we're still quite surprised how few companies, even companies that are involved directly with uh, lean implementation and lean development in their own organizations, still weren't aware of TWI or weren't aware on how foundational it is for their efforts in lean. So it's really it's really a campaign to tr just try to get the word out about TWI to get a, a uh, I would say more broad, but a complete broad exposure across the country for industry and business on what TWI can do for them. Yeah, so you've got kind of a, a fresh take here on, on just kind of an introduction to what TWI is, how to learn about it, um, like you said, how it applies in different industries. So is, is your goal here to, to sort of add kind of um, more, more information for, for beginners here, trying to inspire more people to adopt TWI as a, as a mindset and a methodology? Well, we, we, we certainly want to make it, if, if you if you go take a look at, you know, what is TWI.com, I mean, it's pretty simple, pretty basic what it goes through. And we really did that really because we didn't, we didn't want to make it tasking for people to read through it real quick to kind of get a base idea of what it is. Um, so our intent with that is to give people this base understanding about what TWI is, where it came from, and basically at a real basic level what it can do for them. When, and hoping to inspire them to dig into it more, to find out more. Um, there's ways for them to connect on the website to uh, to discover more 
and uh, become more informed. There's a way they can sign up and get more information. So it's really just just really how do we get get the word out to industry and business so they really know what TWI is and what it, you know at a basic level what can, what it can do for them. Like I said, hopefully to inspire them to discover more. Yeah, and I, I hope everyone will, uh, will will check that out. And um, you know, people can also go back to episode seventeen where um, you, know, you did a good job of covering um, a lot of the basics. But maybe just as as a quick summary for folks who haven't yet heard that earlier episode, what, what's your short summary um, if if you were introducing training within industry to somebody today? Yeah, the short summary would be would be it, it basically came out of need during World War II at a time when we had the largest demand on industry in the history of the country, and at the same time, you know, all the all the men went off to war, so we had this gap, and the gap was we had green people coming into industry when we had a, 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 the need of a huge ramp up. So how do we get these people up to speed as quickly as possible? And that was the gap the TWI came in to uh, to to fill. And it did a fantastic job of that, first with developing um, uh, skills for people in, in, in industry. It was focused on really the supervisor um, employee or hourly employee uh, interface. And the three skills it really tried to cover, it did cover, were a skill in instructing. How do we instruct these people? How do we train these people to get them up to speed quickly and safely and conscientiously? And then, of course, a skill in improving, making improvements, improvement methods with just what they have there on the shop floor. And then finally, a, a skill in leading or how do, we, how do we deal with potential people problems before they become a large problem. So that's really what the genesis of it was. And then from there, post-World War II, during the occupation of Japan, it was deployed along with many things to help Japan rebuild their industry. And it really came into play in Toyota early on as they were developing and evolving the Toyota production system became foundational for that work. Yeah, and I think that's you know a really interesting point for people who don't realize that something that's so foundational to lean in the Toyota production system has very, very American roots um, to solve the problems that, that you, you were describing, the problems that were being faced during World War II. You know, when I started my career at GM, and we had some people who were very experienced with the Toyota production system from um, Toyota suppliers. And when they were coming in and teaching us or teaching you know, as, as engineers um, how to um, help document job instructions, like they never they never described it as TWI. But even in those very early days, there's common themes there of, you know, focusing on key points and, and highlighting, you know, safety and quality very clearly within the document. And I think the, you know, the most important lesson um, of explaining why key points are important. Um, I, I think it's just really interesting to see how these ideas have kind of bounced back and forth across the ocean. And sometimes the American roots of at least that aspect of, of lean get kind of lost sometimes, right? Yeah, and it's interesting. I have, a, I have a colleague, and this is a number of years ago, he was talking with somebody that, uh, somebody that works at Toyota and was telling about TWI, and the guy had no idea what he's talking about. But then when he went in to describe the details, of uh, the different J programs, job instructions, job methods, and job relations, the guy kept going, "Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know that." Yeah. So he knew it in the essence of what the the skills were, but not not the overarching story because they use use that and they still use it to this day. Although it's certainly evolved since they've been using it now for uh, five or six decades, as they you know matured and developed the organization overall. Although at a basic level. 
um, some of the elements they still use is exactly the same as when they came came into Toyota, you know, five or six decades ago. Right. And I'd like to come back later uh, in, in our chat and talk about healthcare and what, and what people are doing today and what's being published and what's being worked on. But even going back to World War II, um, you know, I think it's really interesting to discover, you know, the nursing journal articles from 1945 and 1947 talking about the application even then of uh, the TWI methodology in training and developing um, nurses and other um, healthcare professionals more more quickly and, and, and more competently, sort of like uh, TWI was accomplishing in the factories. Yeah, and certainly, you're right, back then they realized um, and showed by those articles in particular that can be used in, in a variety of different industries, and that was something else, was one of their objectives was, as, uh, as the war effort went on, um, they were going to have to have this successful in a variety variety of industries and businesses. So they had to come up with something that essentially, as Doc Hall will say a lot of times, something that was bulletproof mm -hmm. that will work as effectively in any in industry or business that it's introduced. So that was certainly one of their objectives early on, and that objective still carries through today. You know, as we discuss a little bit later, how there are different industries that are using it successfully. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what's going on today, you know, and, and, and maybe what has changed or how, how things are progressing since 2007. Um, how, you know, if, if people ask, what, what does TWI have to do with organizations that are developing lean as a business model? Maybe, you know, not, not just using lean as tools, but really embracing lean as part of their strategy. How does TWI fit in, into what you see companies doing or what they should be doing? I think, I think in a couple, couple of different main points, one is, it's uh, as we discussed earlier. It's such a foundational skill set, like a skill set in teaching people how to do jobs and instructing, in uh, making improvements just with, with 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 what you have available, the people in your area, um, and resources available. And then again, a skill in leading, or how do you how do you deal with people problems? Hopefully, before they become problems, or even after they do become larger problems, how do you deal with them with them then? So it's such a basic skill set, and that's why it becomes so important. So in taking that and looking at the other main point is, obviously we've, we've learned, particularly over the last maybe you know, four to seven years, how important culture is. And organizations want to say, how do we develop a lean culture, a learning culture, um, a no-blame culture, all those different uh, uh, titles we give to it. Well, it's, TWI is, is foundational in creating that type of culture, although that wasn't their overt um, objective when they developed this, it accomplished that. So if we want this learning culture, this problem-solving culture, this becomes a critical element, particularly, you know, obviously the problem-solving. And that's if you talk with people from Toyota, and they've talked about this for a number of years now, is what they're really trying to do is we're trying to develop a culture or an organization where at every level our people can solve problems. And, and for that, Know, solve problems in order to implement flow, flow of material, um, flow of parts, flow of information. So how do we create an environment where everybody at every level is helping solve problems so we can create flow you know, to bring value to the customer? So that at a, at a basic level is what TWI brings, the skills to do that, to get that, to, that skill to your people. And it's interesting, interesting to me that you talk about a learning culture and, you know, there's a lot of you know, high-minded high talk at, uh, at business schools and, and people who've read uh, Peter Senge and, and 
other you know books have been popular in the last 20 years to talk about you know, learning organizations and a learning culture and, and there's high-minded goals and you know people say we would love to have that in our organization but then when you look at the things you're describing um, in, in TWI of how to create that I see I imagine you know people's eyes quickly glaze over I'm like well what talking about training like you know <laughs> training and frontline supervisors and like and that stuff that might seem you know, boring, or it might seem like, you know, just basic blocking and tackling to executives. And I think, you know, the, the, the challenge or the ironic thing is that um, the things that, that senior leaders often don't pay a lot of attention to are the very things that get them, that would get the organization to something they, they maybe do care about, that high-minded ideal of being a learning organization. So, I mean, have you found over the last seven years or through some of your work ways of, of closing that gap and, and getting leaders to pay attention to, to some of these things that are that are so foundational to uh, how well a company operates? Yeah, that's a great question. And with, with multiple levels, like you said, um, they, they look at it and it truly is it's just basic blocking and tackling. And it is. But the, the key to that is, is if you don't have the basic blocking and tackling down, then these higher level skills or techniques or other things you want to accomplish are going to be at best difficult and in fact often impossible to accomplish because you don't have the basics down and that's why this is so critical even though it seems very basic is you must have the basics in place and be um, and and have the ability to execute them very well if you want to be successful at the higher level things and that's and that's back to what companies have done to be successful with this well essentially that's what they've kind of discovered a number of companies that are successful with TWI and their overall lean work, um, that's what they discovered early on. They first came in and just, you know, okay, let's do some TWI training and, and life should be wonderful. Well, it's not <laughs> right. quite that simple. You certainly have to be very deliberate about it. So you want to develop this, this basic skill set and a certain level of maturity with it. So you want to become very skilled at that basic skill. And then once you get to that point, it does two things. Once you kind of have it you make it almost second nature, and ideally you want it second nature, where people just naturally behave in that manner. So that's one level of success. But once people get experience with that, and that may be what I call maturity, mature with that, or experience with it, all of a sudden then, it, in a sense, lights their eyes up to all these other things they can utilize it for. An interesting um, example of that is um, with Mike Rother and his book, Toyota Kata. That's certainly mm -hmm. been popular in the last number of years. Well, if you look at a lot of the guys, uh, you know, Mike itself and a lot of the guys he's working with that are doing, going out and doing the kata, teaching the, the improvement kata and the coaching kata, they have, they have or integrated the TWI methodology into that because it is so foundational from a problem-solving standpoint. From that standpoint, you can relate it to the scientific method or in lean, we typically will say the plan, do, check, act cycle, the Schuhart and Deming cycle. Well, TWI, I like to call, is a, a functional application of that scientific method. So when these organizations discover that and get that integrated into their people, then all of a sudden they start moving forward in a lot of other areas, these higher level areas, at a much more effective and rapid rate. Yeah, and let me, let's, let's transition to talking about you know, what, what you see organizations doing to you know, effectively incorporate TWI into their culture and their way of operating because I think like you're saying this isn't just something that you can buy and install or, or you know or implement something a lot of people don't like that word implement um, yeah. but I mean how, how do, what, is there a path 
that helps people kind of really consistently um, make this part of their culture? What, what, what do you see working well out there? Yeah, I'd say the key, key, key elements of this, but, you know, just taking back what we were talking about is doing that basic, getting that basic uh, skill in place at some level of experience and maturity. Um, but you need to do, and this is something, and they've even learned this during the war, and of course over the last um, seven, eight years, companies that are learning this as well, and the ones that are successful are learning it, is you need to, you need to like I said, do it deliberately. And what that means in one form is, is you need to have a need. What problem are we trying to solve with TWI? So it, it's like a lot of other tools. You just don't, let's go do the tool and right. life will be wonderful. No, let's make it deliberate. Let's figure out what need, what objective, what problem we are trying to solve. So at an initial level, trying to figure that out. So let's give ourselves a reason why we're doing this. Not only is it for an organization, but for the individuals doing it. They need a, they need a reason why they're using this and, and what advantage and what uh, – goals you're trying to meet with it. So it's almost like a second level. Then the third level, I mean, there's a lot of details underneath that, but the third level is this should be part of your strategy. Again, relating to what problem are we trying to solve, but it should be, um, it should go under your organizational objectives and strategies as specifically as you get this higher level of experience and maturity. And again, that's where companies that have made it to that point really Really, what they end up getting is they go, my gosh, we see so many places we can utilize this. We need to take a step back, again, reflect and say, okay, we need to prioritize what we want to go after because we see multiple applications that this will help us with. So what are what are our priorities of our problems we're trying to solve, which essentially is your your strategy, um, be used with your strategy deployment, your Ocean Connery activities as well. Yeah, and I think that's always a great question to ask. What problem are we trying to solve? You know, um, John Shook very recently put a, a video out on the LEI website talking about, um, you know, the transformation model that they're yeah. developing. And um, like I said, it's a very familiar um, mantra of, okay, well, what problem are we solving? So, you know, for example, what I see in hospitals from a more tactical standpoint, and then maybe you can help me bring it back to the, the strategic level. What I see happening, for example, uh, you know, tactical setting, what's the problem? You know, managers, nurse managers, leaders will say, uh, our nurses are, and our staff are not consistently um, following certain uh, protocols and bundles that um, are designed to help protect patients from, let's say, from, from falling. So, you know, sometimes there's a bit of a, it's often a blaming reaction, you know, blaming the nurses for not following the bundles. And then when you go and really observe the work and talk to people about the work and, and have the clinical nurse educators who know about the work and, and you know, find out, you know, at least half of the time uh, the nurses don't know what the bundle really is. You know, they think they're doing the work the right way, um, but they're not. And so I think, you know, to me, it always falls back on the, the TWI expression of, well, you know, if, if the teacher, if, if the student hasn't learned, the teacher hasn't taught and say, so, well, we can't blame nurses uh, for not being trained well. That's an organizational function and a leadership responsibility. And, you know, you can go and create job instructions and use the TWI tra um, training methodologies to ensure that, you know, we're not just blasting a memo at people, but we're actually training and letting people practice and getting confirmation of their skills. You know, th those are instances where I've seen, you know, the, the basics of TB TWI be very, very effective. But I, I wonder, you know, if there are organizations out there, say, other than Virginia Mason Medical Center that's published a book about their use of TWI. Is there anyone, I wonder, who's using it strategically to say, you know, if our hospital can be the best 
at training and executing just the basic blocking and tackling of, of being a hospital that will therefore be a leader in our market and therefore be most successful. That w Would that be an example of using TWI more strategically and with, with that intent or how, how would you describe it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I can't remember which, which healthcare system. It could be Virginia Mason. It might be Seattle Children's Hospital. But one of them, there's a story they had when they when they introduced TWI. Again, I think this illustrates the the power of do you know getting the basics down and even looking at it basically but with with a deliberate intent and how powerful it can be so they're there as they trained it if their first objective was well let's let's take something pretty simple you know it gets back to it well it's you know it's really that important because this is something so basic and simple but they focused on how, washing hands so they used um, um, job instruction to develop go through the analysis and develop a way, a methodology to wash hands and then deployed it through TWI, trained everybody on it. So a very basic skill, um, seemingly something that's, that's you know, not that important as far as a procedure, but the impact they had from it was, and I don't remember the exact number, but they reduced the infection rate by 80-some percent. Mm -hmm. So from a quality of care and from a cost standpoint, that seemingly simple task of washing their hands had a huge organizational impact. So that really was, you know, uh, an eye-opening for them on, wow, th this can really be something very powerful that we can use. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think this is probably true in other industries as well. In in healthcare, there's a real temptation um, to for people to just want to buy new fancy technology and they say, well, we're going to solve the problem by in you know, buying you know, tracking systems or RFID tags or put cameras in the ceiling and have all this technology to monitor, you know, and we'll, 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 we'll see and measure if people are washing hands and, and performing hand hygiene when it seems like a lot of times there's a simpler solution just in the, in the, in the basic blocking and tackling of, of TWI and lean. You know, how do you, how do you do your work? How do you make sure people are trained effectively to do their work. And then I think some of the other aspects of lean, including how do we make sure people have time to do the work the right way? That, that, um, answering those questions doesn't require huge investments in technology. Yeah, probably, yeah, the biggest investment is really time. And I think that, that uh, um, not, not just, I mean, TWI plays a direct role in that, but overall. So if we take the time to train people in these skills, let them um, improve the processes by utilizing these skills, and as they get ex maturity, experience with it you get to the point where you make just like that hand washing example that was that was not that was no technology at all but yet in doing that when you do get to the point if you do have to make some type of investment then now the need or the amount of the investment is generally greatly diminished and it's much more specified so you spend less on it and you since you have such a better grasp of the situation and what your needs are and requirements when you do outlay some some type of capital, you're going to be much more effective at doing it as well. So there's multiple benefits you get out of that, and and the TWI and having that skill becomes a springboard to be able to accomplish that. Again, that's not saying notwithstanding other techniques and skills that you need, depending on what your industry is. But the, again, that's why this becomes so foundational to all of that. Yeah, and you know I could see you know, in situations where there is new technology being incorporated, using TWI to make sure people know how to use. Um, said technology. There's, I, I see a lot of blaming, you know, for example, I'll bring it back to hospitals where leaders will blame doctors for not using 
um, the, the computer or computerized order entry systems. And then when you talk to the doctors and people involved, they'll either say, well, you know, we didn't really get trained very well. It's hard to use. I don't know how to use it the right way. And you know, it just seems so often to fall back on, on issues of putting that time investment into properly training and confirming that people don't, you know, beyond just knowing how to log in, that they know how to use the system the best way. What are the key points about using the system this way means it'll take half the time compared to stumbling through whichever way you figured out. Um, it seems like there's huge opportunities to improve the way we use technology through TWI. Yeah, exactly. And and even some, some more um, examples of that, I know there's a, there's a, several organizations that uh, obviously we work with that have been to the summit and presented where they have taken, um, you know, uh, into service. So um, Starbucks has been using... Um, uh, TWI, so that's kind of interesting because that's a, that's a service orientated uh, business industry where you know well how technical can you be on you know people serving coffee and other things? Well, the answer is you can be much more effective at getting those people up to speed, um, having better customer service. So they've had success with that. Another one a number of years ago was um, was uh, Lazy Boy who was utilizing TWI in the training of you know the Lazy Boy retail stores around the country. Training their salespeople again. Well, you know, selling—that's an art form. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, certainly there's some art form to it. But as far as getting people up to speed, where they can go and start making sales out on the floor, and again, it's been a number of years ago. I don't remember the exact number, but they drastically reduced the time from somebody coming in into that position until they were successful on the floor by utilizing um, job instruction and some of the other things around TWI. And I, and and another other ones are. There's some organizations um, in electronics that have used TWI, and they've, again, got themselves mature enough with the skill set of it. They're actually utilizing the, the basics of, of breakdown and development and analysis that TWI gives you in, uh, in a lot of their engineering work. So that's one of the things. They, before, they would have never comprehended this, but once they got some maturity with it, they envisioned that, boy, we can do all kinds of stuff with this in our product development and engineering. Yeah, and it, it seems like, you know, there, there's great opportunities um, in, in areas where, where there's growth. So you mentioned about, you know, sales and ramping up quickly. And you know, I think people would probably associate TWI with, you know, boring, old, big, slow growth manufacturing companies. Yes. When we look back to the what was the original problem being solved? How do we ramp up people very quickly into factories? So I, I, I would be curious, and, and it's probably something I, I, I should try to collaborate or, or share these ideas with people in, in the quote unquote lean startup community. Yes. Say, well, once you've once you've proven your your, your business model and, and what they call product market fit, and now that you're ready to scale, that's a problem startups have. You know, how do we ramp up quickly? How do we ramp up effectively? Uh, it seems like this approach um, that you know would have big opportunities to software companies that are adding more developers, adding more salespeople. How do you make that a repeatable process with with um, less of a failure rate seems like that would be an interesting way to apply this. Yeah, well, it would be, and you actually you bring up an in interesting point, Mark, because uh, if you look at you know since TWI's kind of came back 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 in, you know, we still have a ton more work to do with it. Obviously, one of the reasons for um, you know what is TWI campaign, but it's probably been we're looking at uh, you know seven to nine years that we've kind of reintroduced it. Well, if you look at the war in just five years, they went from having no program whatsoever to having a very broad and huge impact 
on our uh, war effort from a manufacturing standpoint in only five years. Yeah. So look how much territory they covered in such a short time. Um, so maybe to kind of wrap up a little bit, when we talk about you know what's been happening in the last seven years with TWI, what, what's your sense? I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm, well, I'm about to throw a question at you that I find really hard to answer. People ask me, well, you know, what percentage of hospitals are using lean and, and part of me says, well, I, I don't know. I don't know how we would know that. And I don't know if it's really that important because I think we use lean because it's effective, not because it's popular. Um, yes. So I'll, I'll unfairly throw that similar question to you. What what percentage of organizations are um, using TWI or just more broadly? I mean, have you found greater acceptance or, or use of it in the last seven years? Yeah, it's, it's certainly grown. And just, just even with the with the, the attendees, the community, we like to call it, that comes to the TWI Summit. Um, we certainly see a difference in the, the maturity level of a lot of them. Obviously, the first year of it, people were showing up just going, you know, well, what is TWI? Some of them may, may have best said, well, I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. I want to learn about it. To where, and that we saw people coming in like that down the road here, even today, but you're getting more organizations that are coming in go, Obviously, I know exactly what TWI is, and we're using it. But we are wanting to learn from others, other companies, um, other peers, some of the thought leaders on how we can leverage this further and faster. We believe we we see some of that, but we feel if we talk and network and meet with other people, we can see more. So, how do we integrate this into our organization? Because that's one thing: is they don't want to just use TWI for the sake of using TWI. <laughs> right. How do we make this part of our underlying culture? So we get a higher level of effectiveness with it and a more rapid level of effective with, yeah. effectiveness with us. And that's what we're really trying to see. People are coming, trying to figure out the, I don't want to say, I always hate to say the answers because there's no answers, trying to figure out what paths they need to take in order to develop that skill um, and ability internally in their organizations. And that's what we're trying to achieve with that. For the new people coming in, you know, the basics up to the people that are mature with it, knowing that they could use this in a, at a higher level. So what do they need to do in order to accomplish that? So what, what problems are we trying to solve and what are we trying to do strategically as an organization? Right. Yeah. And, and, and one thing I'm, I might say is, as we wrap up here, and I, I like to use this because I think it's relevant. If, again, for those who may have looked at the, the Mike Rother's Toyota Kata book, he has a, a diagram he uses in there um, where you start off with a current condition and you have a target condition. Um, and then, then you traverse, as he calls it, through the unclear territory, and it's really a you know series of steps, learning you know learning as you go along, and essentially using the plan, do, check, act cycle, and that's what the, I think the key with this having that foundation skill set with TWI to be able to traverse through that unclear territory. And what I like to say is, we don't want just people comfortable in that unclear territory; we want people thriving in that mm -hmm. unclear territory. And it, to me. TWI becomes the foundation in order to get people the skill, so they they want to be in that unclear territory. They they actually they get you, some organizations you find people get a little bit upset when they can't be in that area, and that's that's the culture that we want to develop. That's that culture of learning, that culture of problem solving. Well, great. Uh, well, well, Jim, maybe just um, one other thing we can share with folks if people are interested in the TWI summit. Um, you know, we, we've we've mentioned. What is TWI.com? What, what are some other websites or places people can look to find out more about your events and what you're working on? Well, certainly they can go to our, our home page, our home website, which is leanfrontiers.com. And if you go there, you can learn about our organization. And also it has links to 
all the summits that we do, obviously including um, the TWI summit. Also, too, um, the Lean HR summit. And interestingly enough, this year um, uh, they will be both be in May eighth um, and ninth in Nashville, Tennessee. But we're actually we're actually bringing those two communities together because both of them have the overarching mm -hmm. objective of developing an organization through developing people. So um, this will be a unique year for both of those and growing both communities and joining, joining them together. Well, that's great to hear. And you know, certainly encourage folks to go out and take a look at the website. I'll have uh, a link to all these websites in uh, the show notes if you, if you go to the blog and uh, find the page for this episode. Um, again, our guest has been Jim Hunsinger. Thank you uh, so much for, for talking again, and uh, hopefully uh, it's, it's not seven years before we do this again. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mark. I, I enjoy this very much and look forward to doing it again soon. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.